Welcome back to the Catching Up Podcast. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a company here in Seattle called Find Me in Seattle. I tell stories about our city, people, places, things. As always, I'm joined with my co-host, Nick Hughes, who's on the road in Dallas, Texas right now. Nick runs a company called Founders Live. It's a community for entrepreneurs and founders to connect with each other, support each other, and promote their businesses. This week is the 43rd episode of the show, and we have some technical difficulties with the show. So we apologize where it starts off. It's a little uh, late in the conversation. But I would suggest staying to the end. The end of the show, we talk about some of the biggest surprises we've had in our businesses this year. And I think it's pretty interesting because Nick and I both uh, have realized that you can't grow as fast as your ambition always points to. Uh, We also talk about some sports-related topics because we're excited about Tiger winning um, and also just some concepts with Entrepreneur of the Year from GeekWire and a local company here in Seattle called Rad Bikes. So thanks for listening, uh, dealing with some of our technical issues. We always appreciate you listening to the show, and I hope you enjoy episode 43. All right, let's try this one more time, Nick. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? I can hear you right now, so I think we're good. Uh, apologize to all the listeners out there uh, for our technical difficulties here. I'm thinking it's an Anchor app issue more than anything else. The app is acting a little funky, uh, like when I'm trying to listen to the other recordings that we've done. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully they're taking care of it, but yeah, it, it <laughs> seems like we're having some problems. But um, hey, I think we should pick up, um, you know, we were chatting a little bit about um, you know, how I was, how I was staying connected to the Seattle community as I've been on the road. And, um, you know, what I was saying was like, you know, really using the resources like GeekWire, um, you know, they have, I, they basically send like a daily email that um, is essentially a digest. And it's really, I can just skim the articles and it gives me a little pulse on Seattle. Um you know, just my LinkedIn community is definitely heavily weighted towards Seattle. So I can get the feeling of what's going on there. Um, and then just, you know, staying close with some people that, I, that are good friends of mine, like through text and messaging, you know, I just got, you know, I do get the pulse of the city, but um, there's nothing like being there, man. Yeah, definitely. And I've realized like with my changing path, right. Cause it's so much more uh, working with local businesses since I don't work on any tech products as much anymore. Uh, every day I feel like I've become a little bit more disconnected. Like uh, earlier this morning, I was looking at GeekWire and there was an article for Entrepreneur of the Year. And I was like, uh, I don't know any of these people anymore. Like I'm just not on top of who Sheer ID is and Rad Power Bikes, Star Communications. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's only like four companies of the 20 that are listed here that I even knew about. And one is Gourmando Catering, uh, which is like a local, yeah, it's just a catering company. And that's the only reason why I know who she is. Um, and so I just realized, yeah, as my career is shifting and changing, I've actually become a little bit more disconnected with what's going on within tech, uh, even here in the city while I'm like kind of entrenched in what is going on with my company and, and the city. It's interesting how it's changed and my perspective has kind of changed and, in uh, how I perceive the city. Yeah, totally. Hey, just, I'm going to swing in here and give a little shout out to uh, Mike Radenbauer. Um, 
think that's how you say his last name, but uh, Mike uh, is the CEO. He's one of the co-founders of Rad Bikes and uh, awesome dude, awesome team, great product. And um, dude, they are, they are now hitting the scene, but they've been around for, I think, more than 10 years. And he, oh, wow. they've got a great story, man. Like just they, they're creating electric bikes in a very, it's, this is a serious electric bike cost thousands of dollars versus like the bikes that you know the ride sharing bikes that are actually not high quality and um they've been around a long time and now they're just hitting full steam and uh, i'm very very impressed with what they've done and um they're gonna be a huge company uh, over time coming out of seattle they're that bike shop coffee shop in ballard right um i don't know if rad bikes i don't know if that's their office uh i would have to um, I would have to double check with him, but they are in the Ballard area. I know that. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I think I've seen them before and maybe I just associate that coffee shop with them. Maybe they're two totally unrelated businesses. Well, this is a pretty funny story real quick. Uh, and you know, not, we're not going to get too far off topic here, but tying it back into Seattle. So, um, I, in the most random ways, I'll have these tie-ins of Seattle around my trip. And one of them was, when we were in San Antonio, we actually, you know, we're, we're rolling this bus right now. And so sometimes we'll swing into like a, we'll just stay at an RV park or something for the night. And uh, one of the days we actually like, we were there for two days. And one of the days just literally we were there and basically stayed and worked the whole day at in the RV park and like just sat by the bus and bus has Wi-Fi and just, it was like nice weather. And so working outside and all this, and like, there's this older couple that rides up. And they're like, hey, this is like talking, asking about the bus and like talking to us. Dude, both of them, and I was talking to the, the woman, they're on rad power bikes, dude. They're they're, oh, literally, no they're riding electric bikes. They're on the rad bikes. And I looked at the woman. I was like, nice bike. That's awesome. I know, <laughs> I know the founder. And I took a picture and I sent it to Mike and was like, hey, spotted in San Antonio. You know, good job, man. So uh, way, it was way cool to just randomly see a, a, an older couple and they're cruising around on these bikes. They're like, we love these bikes. They're like, this is so, they're the coolest bikes. So, um, you know, rad power, rad, rad bikes, are, they're going to be huge. Awesome. All right. I'm going to have to dive into them more. Um, I'm glad they got brought up here because uh, maybe I'll have to reach out and see if I can uh, do a story on, on yeah. the product. Uh, cool. So I want to talk, we've got some sports related content. Uh, so did you get to watch Tiger Woods this weekend? Yeah, I did. I, I really did, man. And, um, you know, I, I'm just a sports fan left and right. So I am definitely a fan of the, the comeback. I, I, I think, you know, say what you want. I think it's a really great story. Um, Tiger has proven time and time again that he is one of one of the most mentally tough athletes in the world. Um, you know, he's been through a lot over the last you know 10 years and uh it's an amazing story and dude I, we're still at the point where if tiger is in the hunt so many more people are watching golf and i'm definitely one of them um i i, I do watch every, i watch every major no matter who is in contention but yeah i was i was definitely into it this weekend i thought that was an incredible golf and the that final round Dude, that's exactly what we want. I mean, there was like six, eight guys, six, eight players that were within a shot or two of contention. So loved it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. There, there's not many people in any industry, really, 
um, but specifically in sports, who can draw that many, like, non-regular fans into the game, right? Because the difference when Tiger's in with viewership is so different when Tiger's not in. Um, And you can just feel it on TV watching, like, how much more uh, people – at the golf course are pumped about Tiger Mina. The broadcast is excited. The news coverage, it just blows my mind. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this. I mean, just one person has that big an effect. Like, what do you think it is? I've, I've, I've always been like, like, of course he's good. Um, of course I like, I'm just trying to figure out what is it about Tiger that draws us in. And I'm like, I would answer the question quickly with, it's just unpredictability with like his, his emotion. You know, you look at a lot of his highlights over the years, like he puts everything into it and he celebrates hard. And like, it just, there's something about it that he's not just that like, you know, golf clap guy or like just does a little bit of a like acknowledgement. He like puts energy and emotion into it. I think people draw, they're drawn to that. But what do you think it is about Tiger on a Saturday and Sunday that makes us want to watch it. Uh, I I'm I think we're just drawn to greatness, mm-hmm. right? And and he has had. I remember when I was in in just starting to play golf, like the 2003 to 2008. Like he was averaging winning like one out of every three or four tournaments, I know. which is just like unheard of in golf. And so for him to like be that much better and just destroying everyone then the next u.s open is going to be at pebble beach and i think it was in like 2001 he won at pebble beach by like 18 strokes or something and he was the only guy under par (laughs) um so he's the only guy under par and he's like 15 under um and he just was dominating and crushing people and so i think people uh in general are just really attracted by that same thing with uh michael jordan and some of the other greats uh, that when they dominate, people just are amused by that. But then Tiger now has not only what does he have this greatness story, now he has this redemption story, which is just wild to see him come all the way back and win this tournament. And uh, the expectations are once again so high for him. And all these young golfers had talked about they wanted to, uh, you know, the chance to compete against a Tiger Woods at his top level. And now they're going to get their shot, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, look, I think it's and it's great for the sport. Um, the the sport cannot afford to lose Tiger yet. Um, I think that there's a there is literally, I think eight to ten uh, people that can step in into you know never going to replace Tiger, but you know I think Jordan had a time. I still think he's young. Um, I do think. Um, I mean, Rory's still there. But, you know, DeChambeau and um, also uh, Brooks, dude, there, there's some there's some guys that are going to step up and actually establish a lot stronger position over time. But, they, you know, golf still needs Tiger and it proved it this weekend. And I thought it was great. So um, huge fan. But hey, and some other big news in, in Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson, what do you think about that large contract? Um, I, the guy deserves his money. Like he has earned every single dollar. I'm really glad that they gave him the big upfront signing bonus. It sounds like that is going to help us avoid some of the controversy with 
Uh, last year, I think it was the top six quarterbacks, top paid quarterbacks. None of them made the playoffs. Yeah. And it gets to a point where it's like a percentage of the team's salary going to the quarterback. It's not enough money to support the rest of the team. But since they gave him such a big upfront um, guaranteed contract, I think that actually will create some wiggle room. I mean, just the big thing was the viral video that he created. It was just so silly. Um, like, they're looks like they're naked in their bed late at night. Who knows what was happening <laughs> right before they turned that video on. They sounded all sleepy. And they gave the go Hawks. And after all the drama that was going on in the city about him going to New York, uh, it kind of like settled everyone's nerves. And it's like, all right, good. He's staying. Uh, but just the video. Uh, yeah, I think that's I mean, he's not going to live that down for a long time. And I don't know if you saw uh, some of the other players trolled him and like did a similar video. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I mean, look, he's having a little fun with it. Um, it was Seahawks for, you know, first Seahawks specifically, this was a very, very, like, I, I could just tell, like, they were desperate to get that done, but they needed to do it in a way that financially it set the team up for success. Um, I, I texted a friend definitely right after that. I sent, I said, look, that's huge. And that sets us up for the next three to four years, but guarantee they're already starting to look for the next Russell, like in, in the early ranks of, of college. And, um, you know, like the, the ideal dream is to, we've secured him. This takes him to what's a four-year deal. This takes him basically into his like mid thirties. I don't see Seattle. I don't think we're going to sign him again, or if anything, it's like a a one-year extension, but, uh, they're now like, okay, we've secured X amount of years now. Um, they're going to try to build around him with draft picks and just continue to build the defense. But, uh, they're they're for sure starting like I'm sure they have scouts just starting to look at like high school and college and just you need to find that like that underrated athletic quarterback that come becomes the next quote Russell Wilson and what I mean by that is I, I've never been a huge fan of the number one like the literally like the number one pick quarterback or the high rated first rounder it seems like in the NFL they always or very few times does that, you know, Peyton Manning that's literally first or second pick turn out to be the, one of the best in the, in the history or even best like performing like in the years ahead. Usually it's like the ones that are a little less celebrated that then turn out like Drew Brees, right. Or Tom Brady. Yep. They, they're like, okay, they're students of the game. They develop and mature and they become great quarterbacks versus you know, I think Cam Newton might be a good example of like that, but that's the best you're going to get. Cam Newton is good, but he's never going to be like one of the best highest rated quarterbacks in history. Never, you know? Yeah. The, the pressure and the expectation from those number, those first round guys are just so high, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's almost impossible to ever reach the level of expectation that is on you from from the get and i think it's yeah it's a better position to come in actually i mean peyton manning was uh a big deal when he came in um so he he definitely lived up to the hype he was a heisman finalist um coming out of it and and was a big deal but yeah it's i hope they do start looking and find someone who can come in in like two maybe three years and like sit behind them for a little bit and then they can build the team around them and really make moves uh moving forward so there's not like a big transition and like there's always injuries 
right? Russell Wilson really hasn't been injured at all his whole career. And hey, so wa- watch yourself, man. Watch yourself. Hey, I don't think I'm gonna jinx it at all. I don't think I have any any impact on <laughs> what's going on with the Seahawks. Uh, if I did, I need to get paid way more money. Uh, (laughs) and so i know you you uh you have to get going here because you got things going on Uh, well i do i do have i do have a few more minutes and i yeah i want to end with this man um you know the question that hit my mind today was you know what in your business in we're basically in this kind of still the start of q2 so like just like a quarter into the year what has been your biggest surprise my biggest surprise in 2019 is um, I, I haven't been, I don't want to say I haven't been as ambitious because that's not the, the right thing. But when last year was ending, I had one perspective. I was like, all right, like I'm in a position, I'm going to hire people and I'm going to grow and I'm going to push this thing really hard. But the last three months, I've really been, uh, more hesitant on doing that trying to understand and be patient about this business model that I'm building and what can I actually maintain and grow. And so, but if you would ask me in December by April, I was like, Oh, I think I'm going to have two employees by then and like actually have somewhat of a team thing going on. Um, and I still don't have that. And I'm not sure if I'm going to do that uh, for a little while anymore, because I think I just, I'm not ready to take on that burden of growing the business. And I'm curious, like, can I get this into this six-figure range without really bringing anyone on and just having uh, some help from some 1099 work? And so that's been a big change from what my original goal in the year was. Uh, But I think it's the right thing to do and just to have a little bit more perspective and be patient about growing my company. What about you? Nice. Yeah, I would you know, obviously I'm, I'm on a crazy world tour. So a lot of things are surprising, but uh, I would, I would say the biggest surprise to me has been, um, you know, there are a number of dominoes lined up for new cities, but they're like, they've been pushed back like a, a month or two or three or whatever. And so we've actually only, let's see, we've launched, um, officially launched like three cities this year. And, um, we have like, actually may june they're looking like some pretty massive uh months for us for new launching new cities and whatnot but that's been my biggest surprise is it's like the way that we expand is actually it involves human like literally humans like the way that we expand is identifying and onboarding a city leader and and having them get into the the like the process of establishing a venue and getting a date and literally launching the event And, um, unfortunately people just have lives that happen. And so, um, it's been a bit slower, the Q1, like in terms of official launches, the conversations I'm having are great. And literally like just from the events in Dallas, like people reached out to me and I met some guys from Brazil and they're very, very they're going to take the information back and it looks like they want to launch this in Brazil. Um, cause they like split wow. their time with Brazil, like, um, Dallas and Brazil, and then met someone that spends a lot of time in Asia, specifically like Southeast Asia and some of these smaller countries. And, you know, so that's going to happen as well. And, um, I mean, all the right things are happening, but the biggest surprise to me is, um, I would have anticipated in Q1, we would have more city launches than we did. And yeah. that was okay. But on the, 
kind of back end, a lot of the right, right things are happening. It's just, you know, well, it might be two or three months um, behind in terms of the launch. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's been- I mean, those are probably things that, that we both just are learning about businesses. I think that's just very common in all reality, right? Like we have these big expectations and uh, these goals that we want to hit, but when it comes to running a company day to day, like you just, it goes by quickly, right? And things happen and there's a lot of work to be done. And so you can have these big dreams, but sometimes like it just takes a lot longer to build these things than people think. Yeah, it does. It does. It takes patience and it takes um, consistency and, you know, like not, it takes balancing your emotions and not getting too disappointed when things go not the way you want and not getting too excited when you have a great, you know, either result or sale or, um, you know, customer, just staying even keel is very, very important. Great point about the balance. Yeah. And so we got the weekend coming up. Uh, what do you have planned? Uh, I'm actually heading to Austin for the weekend, hanging out with some friends and um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm, I'm in Dallas right now, but I'll jump on a, a bus and head to um, Austin for the evening and I'll be there until Sunday and then heading back. Awesome. Awesome. This yeah. weekend I'm doing like an influencer thing at Tulalip Casino. Have you ever been there? Uh, cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, seems like kind of like a whirlwind that, yeah, they're bringing Amanda and I out. They're putting us up like in a suite and they're giving us a tour of three restaurants in one night. Right. So they have this whole itinerary where it's like, Oh, we're going to do drinks and appetizers at this one. And then there's going to be seafood bites and drinks at this one. And then like a tasting menu at this one with more, with a wine pairing. And I'm just like, Oh gosh, like how, how do they expect us to eat all this food? But <laughs> assume uh, my camera's going to get a lot of work this weekend. Um, but awesome. it should be it should be fun it's kind of like a little uh mini vacation here locally cool well have, have a good time man yeah man enjoy the upcoming weekend have a great week and i look forward to uh oh i we might be off next week i am traveling on friday morning but i will catch up with you soon and i'll let you know thank you everyone out there for listening and uh i'll talk to you guys soon all right see you